you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born 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 The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 4. In a now outdated hip-hop denim suit, characteristic of the oversized retro brand name diagonally embossed across the right breast section of his purple random stitched button-up shirt, one Roger Cromwell bopped into the immediate vicinity of what appeared to be a desolate and dilapidated tenement. With his face wrapped in oversized box lens Cazelle brand eyewear, Roger had an all-too-apparent mystique in tow further confirming his ill-intentioned purpose. A weathered green door rattled by the harsh pounds of his fists. Hey, suckers, it's me. Come and get this door, he blared, confirming his level of anxiousness and lack of patience. In response, 
A cyborg dubbed HBX-1 immediately burst into action on the other side of the door in the commanding voice of Roger. Listen, you tin can sucker. You gonna have to get them gears oiled and pep up your step. Got me waiting outside like I'm a stranger to greatness. Get out my way. Roger stated in his typical brash tone while simultaneously administering a dismissive nudge to his loyal sidekick. Dahlia, where's baby girl? He roared, searching for the whereabouts of his femme fatale. Yo, yo, yo. I'm smoother than butter melted for your mother's cake. Messing with me is like putting your hand in a bag of shake and bake. Crispy, crumbly, and no so yummy. Little chicken wings can't keep their hands off me. Cause your homie is 85 fresh, meaning I'm far from bummy. You wanna sell a meal? Give me the stencil those raps. Cause hip-hop is crap. But be ready to part with your publishing and royalties. You've just been introduced to feedback. Roger excitedly rhymed his words of meaningless depiction and self-indulgence unto himself as he stared at and admired his reflection in a cracked, wall-mounted, oblong-shaped mirror. Gracing the spiral stairwell as she descended, Dahlia glided down the pre-war dated structure, all the while expressing her inherent wittiness by the use of comical epithets. Look who just rolled up on the scene. It's Roger the Curl, she jokingly remarked. Where have you been? I told you I have to go. You're well informed that my life doesn't revolve around you, right? A flawless bronze-skinned and chestnut-eyed Dahlia inquired. Just cool your methane pot, baby. There's only enough room for just one of us to be the fire in. And everyone knows that I'm the soldier with the biggest bite. Roger responded in a redemptive tone. Anyhow, I'm happy you're here. I need to pull your shoelace about some new sap sucker that the BBF might be trying to recruit. I'm sure this guy's a cartoon sucker, but Menga got the word that he might be a direct descendant of one of the founding members of the ancient Black Five tribe. Roger paused while shooting a rather focused glance in the direction of Dahlia, expecting to be the recipient of her typical disregarding gesture. What? I'm listening. The vibrant-eyed beauty remarked. Now, Minga gave me some personal information about this too-tight turd, and I want to bring it to his chest like when, before he even gets a chance to speak with the likes of Stock and that sucker Grandmaster A.T. Roger Feedback Cromwell seriously advised, Tonight is that party, and you know we'll be in the house to put the squeeze on those hip-hop you-don't-stop suckers. We'll have an army of newly converted pre-goils before we blow out that joint tonight, he continued excitedly. And as sure as I'm the illest dude to ever walk this planet, Stock will be at that club tonight to try and throw a wrench into the gears of our plan. But little does that sucker know, I've got his top pop before I even laid hands on the bottle. He continued to rant as his increasing levels of anger and resentment begin to solidify. Minga's scoop is that the BBF medallion is going to be passed on tonight by that sap sucker Stock 1 to his new bonehead replacement. I want to be there to make sure that this doesn't happen. My possession of that medallion will ensure a vengeful demise of that hip-hop garbage, flushing it from the face of the planet forever. Roger Feedback Cromwell confirmed as his anger disposition began to settle down. 
HBX1 proved his devout loyalty to feedback time and time again. Perhaps this was because his core programming was void of the ability to express emotions or create opposition. This was the intention of his creator, Dr. Minga. Unlike similar models, the day-to-day -day activity of the HBX model was exclusively guided by instructions and not emotions. The original planning, implementation, and short life cycle of the model was a tragic one. Created out of a sense of desperation, an organized body of scientists came together roughly two decades prior to construct a massive preventative maintenance plan against the newly formed culture of hip-hop. Hip -hop. Hip -hop. The relatively quick expansion of the music, cultural elements, and influence spread like brush fire amidst a poorly irrigated field during a scorching summer season. The high bass levels, whack scratching along with needle dropping tactics, and coasting rhyming patterns ravaged the previously unscathed lives of those who inhabited the nearby conservative lands. Extremely fretful of their children's future position in society and how hip-hop could potentially influence it, these scientists, who largely found the basis of their knowledge rooted within the disciplines of robotic and laser technologies, secretly met over the course of several months. During this period, they worked diligently to derive a plan that would keep the forecasted pandemic caused by this culture subdued and confined to the neighborhood from where it sprouted. The HBX A247DFCX model was built to survey the land and cleanse it from the supposed putrid distortions that came about as a result of hip-hop's influence. For approximately several months after the launch of the model, the intended plans for the human-like cyborg proved to be successful. The safe haven of a b-boy was non-existent. Hip-hop was dead. A mere whisper of its signature music could, however, be heard traveling on the whirling night air, but the schedule of this great occurrence was seldom. Unfortunately, the brilliance and planning of the scientists didn't plan for the interception of HBX instructions by way of voice recognition interception, which was a concept derived by an MIT graduate named A.T. Thompson, who was coincidentally a huge supporter of hip-hop and one of the founding members of the B-Boy Foundation. Thompson's discovery proved to be effective, and after exactly four weeks, three days, nine hours, and six seconds, the threat of hip-hop annihilation was scrubbed. Using his proprietary technology, the VRI application caught a universal command of one of the project's leading scientists. AT, along with the other BBF forefathers, secretly intercepted this command before it touched on the processors of the HBX cyborg. Upon the completion of successfully morphing the commands, the BBF members continued transmission of the HBX model's instructions, which ultimately led to the ransacking of the scientists' secret laboratory and HBX manufacturing plant. In response to hip-hop and the BBF's victorious takeover, the scientists fled, never to be heard from again. The massive titanium scrap pile of HBX extremities Torsos, heads, and mainframes sat undisturbed for 23 years until it would eventually birth the technologically driven life of the new version of the HBX entity, fueled and instructed by the ill-intentioned mind of Feedback and Dr. Menga. When the cause and supposed need for hip-hop destruction resurfaced, it established itself early on as a full-fledged threat, complements of the newly created secret organization named Hip-Hop for Destruction. With Feedback and Dr. Minga at the helm, 
and dozens of HBX humanoids helping to violently enforce the cause. Whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here by that I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all My message to any dad, man, first off, know that yeah, it, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.